0: so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And for ourselves. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. <laughs> okay. So as you heard, we will hear about success this morning because success is something that everyone wants. And there's so much advertisement about coachings, teachings, books that are supposed to make you more successful in your life. There's so much advertisement. I see it so many times in my Instagram, advertisement about how to make more money, how to be more successful. And people have many different ideas of success, but also many different ideas of how to become more successful. Some people might say, well, you just have to learn to work harder, or you need to get better in your time management. Some people say, if you just manage to build a passive income, Then you you will be successful. So some other people would say you just have to do your yoga and kind of Buddhist meditation every once in a while, and that will help you to be more at peace with yourself, and that will make you more successful. There's so many different opinions about success, but did you know that the Bible is talking to us about success? The Bible is speaking about success. God is speaking about success. And today, we will hear about what God has said to Joshua in the beginning of the book of Joshua in chapter 1. But before we go into the scripture, I want to give you some context. We had Moses leading Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery, with the exodus. And then they were wandering through the desert for 40 years. In the beginning, Moses has received the law of the Lord, as a prophet, he has received the the law of the Lord and have given it to his people, and we can read in the books of Moses how the Israelites were for forty years struggling to keep this law. They were struggling to follow God's will, and in this passage, we are Israel's shortly before Canaan. Canaan was the promised land. Of God to the Israelites. They, they, as I said, they were slaves in Egypt and they didn't have their own land and God promised them the land of Canaan. Moses has died and God has called Joshua to be the successor of Moses to lead Israel, God's people, into the promised land, into the promise of God. And God has called Joshua to do two things, to go into the country and to conquer it. And to divide the country and allot it to the different tribes of Israel—that's a really big task for one man. <laughs> and um, this scripture that we go into is in the first paragraph of the book, and I believe I, I, it is giving us a really good introduction into what is into what God is doing with Israel through Joshua. But not just—it's not just talking about what joshua is supposed to do but also how he is supposed to do it how he can be successful with this great task that god has given him let me pray lord i thank you for every single one of us here this morning i pray holy spirit that you come to fill our hearts that you fill our minds and that you open our ears to hear what you want to speak to us this morning i pray for revelation I pray for a new understanding of your word, and I pray for a new hunger. And also give us, show us what your definition of success looks like, Lord, and let us live it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let us read verse 7 in Joshua chapter 1, it's on the paper. Only be strong and very courageous being careful to do according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. So God has commanded Joshua here to be strong and very courageous, and that's the first point of this preaching. Be strong and courageous. Can you say it with me? Be strong and courageous. Yes, thank you that's already the second time in this paragraph that God is telling Joshua to be strong and courageous and being strong and courageous that sounds very motivational that sounds very nice that's very encouraging (laughs) that's something that people might tattoo uh, on their arms to be encouraged every day to be strong and courageous and it was also the verse of my baptism funny enough Um, but what should we be strong and courageous for? What should we be strong and courageous for? Is it just a biblical motivational slogan? And we read in that verse that Joshua was supposed to be strong and courageous so that he can be careful to do according to the word of God, to the law of Moses. At first appearance, it might seem that the being strong and courageous part, and the doing uh, being careful to do, according to the law part, they might seem a little bit disconnected, but I don't. We should not disconnect those two things. They belong together. We need to look a little bit closer. It is written that Joshua needs to be strong and courageous, being careful, according to the law of Moses, and. That basically means be strong and courageous so that, or in order that, you can be careful to do according to the Word of God. We need to be strong and courageous to do the Word of God because it can be very challenging sometimes. It can be really hard sometimes. We need to be encouraged. We need to be encouraged by God to be strong and courageous to do. The word of god to do the will of god especially in a time where you get a lot of hate if you say that you are a christian and you want to live a biblical life we need to be strong and courageous we need god's encouragement and his word without his word we cannot know how we can live his word how we can live his will and why should he be careful to do so? The verse says, so that he may have good success wherever he goes. It's talking about good success. And God doesn't tell us here to read the Bible and, medit- uh, to read the Bible and meditate on it so that we can be successful in just being a good Christian or successful in keeping all the rules the Bible lays onto your life. God is a good God and a good Father who wants the best for you. He has a call for your life, and He wants you to be successful with this calling. And in Hebrew, the word for good success is very connected to being wise and also careful observation, careful observation of the Word of God. That is the original meaning and understanding of what good success actually means. Now we need to understand that our definition might differ from God's definition quite a bit. Because in our human definition, success might mean that we have a nice house, we have one or two nice cars, we have a beautiful wife or a handsome husband and good behaving kids. We, we have a good career, we have prestige. It's often very connected with prestige as well. That's how our culture def def defines success. And in God's eyes, success means something different. In God's eyes, success means to fulfill his calling and his will in our lives. That is God's definition. And all those concerns about career, money, possessions, family, they are not concerns of success. If you trust in God, if you trust in God, then those are concerns of God's provision and not your personal success. That is a very big difference. Now those things that I have mentioned are not necessarily bad. Many of those things God wants to give us and bless us anyways as I said, ask God's provision for you. But when we think that this is our success, then we often come into a mindset of this yeah, prestige thinking and we get a false idea, a false security. We feel safe with those things. And we often try with those things that we define as success to have control over our lives rather than to trust in God. So that is a very big difference. Those things are not necessarily bad, but they can be bad if you don't know what success really means. We need to depend on God with all of those things. And if God calls you to be in a certain workspace or to start a certain career, if he calls you to be a light, For your family and your friends, and I can tell you, he is calling you to be a light. (laughs) If he's calling you to be a light for the people that surround you every single day, then he wants you to be successful with that too. He wants to give you everything you need in order to be successful, to be a light, to fulfill his calling in your life. So we need the wisdom of God that is found in the word of God to be successful according to God. We need the wisdom of God that is found in the word of God to be successful according to God. What does God say next in that passage? Let's read verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The second point of this preaching is meditate day and night. Meditate day and night. That basically means meditate always or constantly. It doesn't mean that you should have your nose in your Bible all day and forget about all the other people around you. Well, to meditate day and night you need to read the word. You cannot meditate on the word without me- reading it. But rather than just reading it all day, it means to let your mind and your heart and your whole being, let your being be drowned in the word of God. Let your mind and heart be drowned in the word of God. Or I like to say, let yourself be marinated in the word of God, like a good steak. <laughs> makes me hungry anyways let us read a parallel scripture to joshua 1 in psalm 1 psalm 1 is on your papers as well it reads blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the lord and on his law he meditates day and night is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. You can see a picture of living streams of waters and healthy trees to help imagining that. So the, it basically says the meditation on the word of God is like planting ourselves like trees, Close to streams of water. The best condition for us to grow and to yield fruit is the Word of God. That's the best condition for us and some of some examples of that fruit are wisdom, success, God's like success in God's definition, a desire to build the kingdom of God, a love for God's people, and for god and true contentment rest peace and joy those are all fruits of us meditating on the word and being planted like trees by streams of water so the word is like a good ground close to the stream and we could say that the presence of god is like the sun that a tree needs to grow And we will hear a little bit more about the presence of God in my third point. If a tree misses either the sun or the good ground and water, it cannot grow. It will not be a healthy tree. It will not bring good fruit. And it's the same for us. Without God's presence and without us being grounded in the word of God, we cannot bear good fruit. We will be like unhealthy trees. And one more thing about fruit. Have you ever seen a tree that is standing there and is basically saying, ah, yield fruit. No, no, my branches yield fruit. That would be a really weird tree and it wouldn't work because it's unnatural. A tree cannot force its fruit and so we cannot force our fruit, the fruit of God in our lives. We need to be planted in the word of God and grow in the presence of God to yield fruit in the right season. So what does God say in Joshua 1 verse 8, in the same verse, about why Joshua should meditate on the word, on the law of Moses day and night? And the answer is so that he can be careful to act according to it, which makes him successful. So it's very connected to verse 7. It's the same answer. Meditate day and night so that you can be careful to act according to the Word of God so that you can be successful. And let us read the last verse, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God finishes his words to Joshua with a focus on himself, and with a repetition. The third point is, again, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Remember, be strong and courageous. Do not forget that. That's something that we, he- that we need to hear a lot. We need to hear those words from God, from our friends, maybe from ourselves. We need to tell us ourselves, be strong and courageous. And why should he be strong and courageous? The answer in verse 9 is a little bit different this time. Because God is with him wherever he goes. God is with you wherever you go. Being aware of this leads us to a focus on God and his presence in our daily lives, in whatever we are doing. So God is ending his speech here with a focus on himself. Let us read John 15, verse 4 on the paper. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. Jesus is speaking to his disciples here about abiding in him, and him abiding in them. In order to abide in Jesus, we need to be aware of him. We need to be aware of him. We need to have this reality in our minds and in our hearts that God is with us. And the Bible says that Jesus is the living word of God in uh, in, in John chapter 1. Jesus is the word of God. We should abide in Jesus, we should abide in the word of God, and he should abide in us. We should let him live through us, if you want to say so. When we let the word, who is Jesus, live in us and we live in him, then how can he not be with us wherever we go? Another verse is Matthew 28:20. 20, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the ages. This is Jesus' promise to his disciples. So if you follow Jesus... Then this is a promise for you as well. He is with you always. He will never leave you. So, this is true for us today, not just true for Joshua. This is true through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ that is living in us. And God's Holy Spirit wants to empower us to live a successful life. He wants to empower us so that we can be successful in fulfilling God's calling in our lives. And, you know, you cannot... (laughs) Here's why the Bible is so important. You cannot live a life that is against the word of God. You cannot live a life of sin and foolishness. You cannot live a life like that and expect that the Holy Spirit will bring good fruit in you, and expect that you will be successful in God's calling. We need to give the Holy Spirit room in our lives, room in our hearts, so that He can empower us to be successful. We need to act according to the Word of God. Let me summarize the sermon in this one sentence We need the wisdom of God through meditation on the Word of God to successfully fulfill the call of God. Let me say this one more time. We need the wisdom of God through meditation on the Word of God to successfully fulfill the call of God. We need His wisdom through Bible meditation. We need to know His Word, and His Word needs to live in us. We need to be drowned in the Word of God, in our minds and hearts. We need to be marinated in the Word of God to successfully fulfill God's calling in our lives. So be strong and courageous. Meditate. Read the Word. Meditate on it. So that you can be careful to do according to God's Word. So that you can be careful to do God's will. And again, God is a wonderful father who wants the best for his children. He wants to bless you, but he wants to bless the people around you through you as well. And he wants to give you everything you need to do so. The word of God is a gift for us, a gift of grace. We need to be aware of that. And here are some practical tips on how you can read God's word and meditate on it because I know it can be a struggle. It was a struggle for me for a long time because I come from a family, I've never seen my parents read a book. <laughs> uh, I'm not from a family that is reading a lot. I hated reading, in fact. It was really hard for me to, to read anything and also to read the Bible. But there are some tips how we can train ourselves to get into Bible reading a bit more. And those tips also help us to not hate reading so much anymore. (laughs) I love reading the Bible now. So one thing is you have to prioritize your Bible reading. You have to make time for it. Don't expect that you will do it whenever you have free time because you will always find excuses to not read the Bible if you don't plan that. And connect that with some habits that you have. Start with small steps. If you're not used to reading the bible then don't start uh, planning one hour to read the bible that will be really hard start with five or ten minutes and connect them with some daily routines that you have for example before you let out your coffee in the morning read five minutes and just reflect on the scripture that you have not rushing through it so that you can be done like a religious task but read a verse and meditate on it what does god want to speak to me through that or after you were brushing your teeth uh, teeth at the end of the day try to connect it with some habits you do with some things you do every day anyways and even if you are already reading the bible regularly every day if you already meditate on the bible i invite you to reflect on your own definition of success does your definition agree with God's definition of success. This is an invitation for you personally, so don't think of someone else you might know who might need to hear this. I think God is asking every single one of us this morning, does our definition of success agree with his definition, which is to fulfill God's call in our lives and to do his will? God is faithful and he is good. Amen. (laughs) Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the great gift it is. Give us a new awareness and a fresh revelation of your word and of the importance of your word. Lord, I pray that you make us hungry for your word, to read more, to meditate more, to hear you speak through it, and to see you, Jesus, more through your word. I pray that for those that are really struggling with Bible reading, that you give us your grace. And I thank you that if we are failing, you will not judge us but you just invite us again the next day. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you help us to repent if we need to repent from our own definition of success. Reveal your definition to us. Let us not just know it in our minds, but know it in our hearts and live it with our hearts to do your will and to fill your calling in our lives, whatever that might look like. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.